0: We've all been through craziness, and I mean, as much as I learned from 2020, uh, I'm ready for 2020 to straight go to hell and bring on 2021. (laughs) If we continuously use the prism of red or blue to justify our actions, our inactions, our natural bias, or our own opinions, instead of using the premise of right or wrong, we are all screwed. Welcome to the Now and Never podcast, all things entrepreneurship, people just take life and kick it square in the ass. I am Tim Rex, your host, with my special guest, Brad Anglekay, um, and Brad, and we'll be getting to Brad here in a minute. We're talking about all things VHI, OPP, but, uh, you know, a lot of big changes that we haven't been posting that much lately, but we're going to be doing a lot more. I know my wife is doing a uh, Now or Never Takeover uh, tomorrow that will air sometime in the next week or two as well. But we're going to be committing to doing a lot more of these because we've been asked so much, which is awesome, which means you guys are watching, you're sharing it. Um, which is, which is the thing, you know. I know if you ever listen to Andy Priscello's podcast and talk about paying the fee. Well, here same thing. If you like this, if you learned something, um, it made you laugh. Um, if you think other people get value out of it, share it. I, I don't make any money doing this, like literally anymore. I get demonetized on YouTube. So, um, but you know a lot of people listen on audio. Just share the thing, man. It's how we grow the brand. That's how we grow the following of what we do. And my big passion in life for you guys and gals who have listened before is helping people become business owners. Helping entrepreneurs, you know, being that person that I needed at that point in time for other people, whether that be you've been in the business 20 years and you need to make that next step or that change. Um, or like Brad here, who's been in car industry, he's been in the grocery industry and, and decided to make a big change and leave all of that. For this wonderful company every day um, and take over as director of national sales for uh, Vital Health International, OPP Protein Popcorn. So welcome, Brad. Appreciate you coming on. I just told you two minutes ago you're going to be on the show. So which I think is awesome because it keeps it authentic, you know, and I think that's why people like us, because we are authentic. We don't filter anything because I don't know how to. Um, And I don't think Chad's ever had to make more than one or two edits pretty much ever. Um, yeah, I think it's some, somewhere around the the lines of one or two edits. I think there was a, a instance when you said something you shouldn't have and you you did an old crap. And and that's, uh, that's, I usually, I say a lot of shit. I probably shouldn't say, but usually only once in a great while I actually say, okay, that might get me sued. So, (laughs) um, even then usually I say, screw it. So. But uh, what, let's just, we'll start out with you. Like what made you decide to make the leap? I know we've been talking about it for quite a while and it's a big change. It's an income cut at first and all that kind of scary stuff. But what made you take the
1: leap to make your passion your paycheck? Honestly, it it was faith and actually believing in something greater than just money. Uh, Money's always nice, but realistically, when it comes down to it, you sometimes you get that gut feeling about something or you just you you, you believe in something more than just the almighty dollar. Uh, That's what that's what it is for me. And like. I love like I started out like just part time working in your Rexia stores, and I love that. I think that was fun, and I've been in the nutrition and fitness game my whole life. Whether it was you know working out in high school, playing sports, and then also I've worked for many gyms in the area and across the Midwest, and that was something. It's always been in my kind of my blood, and then I kind of left that for the Almighty Dollar too, (laughs) because you know money is always important, and I thought that's what my life was about. And look, going forward, just being here, the the few months that I have, I've done more and my whole demeanor has changed. And I'll be honest, just being around everybody that wants the common goal of just being successful, but also having the right mindset has done wonders for me. It's phenomenal.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the thing is it was, it was even last week, I was heading home back from a late meeting on Thursday night, about 930 at night. And I drive by this office building where the studio is on the way to my house, and I see the light's still on. So I text Brad, I go, Whoa, what are you doing in the office? I got my new desk put together. What are you doing? I go, Just just getting home from work. I'm like, I can't be outworked. And it's, it's awesome. And this happens with Chad all the time, but Chad runs like crazy ass hours. So, you know, I'm used to Chad doing it, but now somebody else is like, I told Brittany, I'm like, shit, I feel like I need to get back up in the office to go back to work. I can't be outworked. But having yourself surrounded by a team of people that have that same commonality that just like to grind, I mean, it's it, it's it's infectious in a, in a good way in that aspect because it just motivates you to push your game. And if you're not around people in in your circle in your group that make you push yourself to see what you're really capable of, then and then you're falling yourself you're letting yourself fall short, in my opinion. And you know, Brad and I had, had several meetings. We had dinner with the wives, right? Yes. And then we had we had cocktails where we drank way too much, and um, it turned into like a three hour long conversation. It's supposed to be a forty five minute drink and eat, you know. Both um, of our phones blowing well, up. Just, where, where are you? We're not you? allowed are, to worry where, around where, each where, other. Exactly. This is and, what happens. <laughs> and and I finally had to like tell him, I'm like, you know, I, well, I go. I'm not really baiting anyone else for this job. Like you're it. Like at this point, you're not competing against anybody else because when you find talent. And I don't want to push anybody into anything. I want them to want to do it, but I'm like, I didn't really have anybody else in mind. And, and, you know, it's probably terrible negotiating for my part. So I'm like, here's what I can afford, but here's what I'm going to do, you know, and, and, and here's what we can do. And, and he jumped at it and, um, And I understand, you know, what a huge gamble that is, you know, but you don't sit around when you're 80 regretting the decisions you make. You you sit around at 80 regretting the things you didn't have the courage to do. And that's what keeps me up at night. You know, that's what, that's the only fear I really have is, is do not, not necessarily being risky, but do I have the courage to take the steps to further my career, to grow a legacy, to do things that are going to make people speak your name in generations, uh, whether in your family or otherwise um or did I just play it safe and, and no offense but playing it safe doesn't you can still get hit by a bus tomorrow so it doesn't really matter and, and yeah money does fix a lot of things i'm not going to lie money fixes a lot of problems but it's not the be all end all you know i've seen a lot of people who are very wealthy who are absolutely fucking miserable in their lives and it's only you know made given them the affluent capability to get into really bad habits you know and and, and i know people who don't make as much money but love what they do or happier than shit. And happiness, I mean, yeah, you need money to pay the bills. You need money to be able to do things for your kids. You need money to be able to do certain things. But to a certain degree, it's like, are you happy doing it? And if you find a job, like, I basically put no income limit on Brad. Zero. Like... You know, he's get his salary, gets his commission, he's gonna get his deferred compensation agreement, have some stock ownership, those kind of things. I put no limit on it. And my attorneys were like, Don't you want to put a limit on it? I go, No, I don't wanna work with people that have limitations in their mind. Because that puts limitations in my mind. And and for me, it's just an unhealthy environment for me to be around a place that has limits. And I just don't like it. Now I did make promises to my spouse that I wouldn't start any new companies. So, which is good because I love the process. I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I just can't help. I love the startup. I love the whole beginning. I love all of it. The conceptualizing, you know, bringing, you know, uh, theory down to applicability the whole thing just excites the shit out of me, which is now why I help coach people in it all the time. And I do it for free. Um, by the way. If you want that kind of system and you want to come in here, I'll, I'll break it all down for you. Just gonna let me do it on camera. Um, just because I, you know, I need, I need more content. So, um, anyways, um, but it's fun for me in that aspect. So now it's like, okay, here's our three main companies. Let's just throw all of our energy in this and find it streamlined. And I'm finding that, you know, when you bring somebody like Brad in who's got as much motivation as I do, um, then all of a sudden now he's completely booked out in full. I'm like, okay, so we're going to bring somebody else. And so we brought in the learner, the yes. learn dog, Steve Lerner to meet at part time. Uh, Cause he stole the GM for iron and gyms. I'm going to bring him in on that. And he left his teaching career to do the gyms and yep. then he's got some extra time. I'm like, how about you be the new national director of public relations? He goes, what is that? I go, I don't know, but I'm excited. And we're and, finding it out and every and day. We, <laughs> and, and just him jumping in and all of a sudden like we had this board and they were up here. This is the greatest thing. I come in late because I was sick. I got my wife, I got Brad and I got the learn dog sitting here with a big whiteboard just making up columns of lists of all the shit that we need to do or should be done or can be done and i can't tell you how absolutely freaking excited the guy that has you know i'm a i'm a checks and balances guy like i've got lists everywhere i've seen other people do that where i'm like shit i gotta get my game up i didn't have that list ready for them you know and that that to me is just it's it's awesome and it's exciting and we got to go to the olympia and you know that was nuts. I mean, oh, was, for you, like, you know, a new career,
1: jump in, and now we've got, you know, 50,000 people at an event. A month and a half later, just jumping into it, Go one, you don't know what to expect. It's my first time, and I'm like, I ran with it. I had so much fun. There was, I probably talked to myself probably fifteen thousand people at the Olympia. We went through eight thousand samples, ran short the popcorn. We got international distribution
0: interest. Yes. What was it? Dubai, Egypt, Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, Brazil, UK, Ireland, Canada, yeah. and and now Brad gets the <laughs> illustrious opportunity. where like, <laughs> like we get back we're like, how do we do this? I'm like, I don't fucking know. So let's call a friend. And that's a good thing about keeping yes. good relationships in this industry. You know, we've got a good. A buddy of ours, John and Michael, who uh, basically said, call them on the phone. Brad calls them on the phone. They start walking them through, here's how you do or don't do this. And, and this is the thing about being in business, Even at, even at my stage. Drop your ego at the door. Um, keep good relationship with people don't act like an asshole and understand when the smartest thing you can do is ask questions for people who have more experience or a different idea than you do those are the three big things and so we did and they kind of are teaching us regulation in this country regulation in that country how does shipping work how does freight work how does this, that, and the other thing. What's your turnaround time? How Forecasting goods. How much do they buy? All these different things because international is a big market for us, especially in the supplement uh, uh, functional foods marketplace. So, And then Brad brings it into the grocery store chains, yes. which all of a sudden they're going crazy. And I'm like, well, shit, that's better than I thought. So it's just fun. And, and I bring this story of Brad up for a reason. A very, very poignant reason that, you know, we've talked about on the previous podcast, changing schedules and the problems with employment. I'm pretty sure that's what got that me demonetized on YouTube. I didn't even say anything controversial. Um, maybe if I get big enough, <laughs> they'll remonetize me. But that's besides the point. I'm going to say the message needs to be sent. That mm-hmm. needs to be said is I've never in my 20-some years in business, my 12 years in, in, in doing in retail specifically uh, the last decade plus, um, seen this much problem with, um, with part-time employment. And listen, guys, small, uh, most chains, like 48% of the population is employed by a small business. And over 50% of those are a business with less than 25 employees. So that's a good chunk of the nation. And this entire rhetoric that, you know, like it it needs to be based on what wages are paid based on the area of the country. Like in New York and LA, you probably need to get paid more because the cost of living is higher. Mm -hmm. Understand that small businesses, regardless of where they're at, we're still competing against a global marketplace online with companies like Amazon. So our prices are pretty well set compared to what we have to sell to online. We can't sell for 20 more dollars per jug in a nutrition store in LA when they, they can see it on Amazon or the website, $20 cheaper. So how do you pay for that? You can't pay high, part-time high school or college employees 15 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour in a retail setting when you already have accumulated cost on the wholesale supply and demand chain, along with taxes which have increased uh, exponentially over the past 20 years, especially from an employer standpoint. Um, you know, increase rents, increase property taxes. All those things are passed on to the retail. It's just, there's not enough in there. And then two, and I said this to a couple of employees, the last two years has conditioned people in a certain aspect um, with the stay at homes. And, and I'm not saying those weren't for good reasons. I'm not saying they were for bad reasons. That's up to you to decide. That's a whole nother podcast. But I have a lot of people who are, used to be real grinders that 50 hours a week types that work two or three jobs that now only want to work 15, 20 hours a week expect the same kind of lifestyle, want the three or four day work week. Guys, I'm, I'm 40 years old. I've been grinding my ass off for 20. I still work six, seven days a week. And the simple fact is if you only want to work three or four days a week, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Just don't expect the same kind of lifestyle I have when I work 70 80 hours a week with a 20 hour week work ethic. And just make sure your expectations have changed. And I have some people that didn't even realize that this last couple of years has conditioned them to be very liking of a three or four day work week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, But I said that those finances that were available to us during the pandemic were there for a reason. Um, and they did spur local business. I, I can see that firsthand. Like I, mm-hmm for the very, very staunch conservative types to say, we shouldn't be giving out money. I'm telling you right now, I saw a lot of increases in spending in our retail stores when those uh, those checks came in, which was nice. I, I We saw it firsthand. Yep. You saw it in retail. It did help spur a lot of economy. It, it did, whatever you want to say or not. It's not something we could do all the time, though, because it devaluates the dollar. It's called quantitative easing. It's also another term as hyperinflation. And now we're seeing what happens. Creatine has gone from $3 a kilogram to $23 a kilogram in the last six months alone sucralose went from five or $6 a kilogram to $38 a kilogram in the last 90 days. This is all your diet and zero pops. This is every single food snack you eat. This is every protein drug, every every jug, every pre-workout, every amino, like these things are all coming up. This is what happens when you print too much money. So there's, there's a cause and consequence. The whole point is that it's just changed. And so what we did at Rexius is it got so bad that I was getting five or six shifts, shifts drops a week from people who used to be really solid for me. Now, some of them, It's because their other careers took off because they're real grinders. And I applaud them for that. The other half of them just don't want to work anymore. And it really is. Like, they got very used to getting a check and not having to work as much, which I understand that. I don't understand. I don't blame people for understanding the math of it. I really don't. Um, But I think it has really conditioned people in a way that they didn't realize mentally. And, and, And for the people still grinding and getting tired, and I understand you're putting a lot of work in and you're seeing other people who maybe is not, keep grinding. Trust me. Like right now, I'm taking this entire time as an opportunity. Every other business is on idle. We've talked about this. And we are pedal to the metal, accelerator down to the floor, let's go. It has allowed me to catch up three or four years on BHI in growth expansion and in Rexius and in Iron Heaven, actually all three companies, we have taken this time to put, to, to accelerate past our competition who are playing safe, where I'm not necessarily playing risky, but it's an identified risk. Okay. It's a calculated risk. And I'm willing to bet on myself and my business, my business partners and my staff that we're willing to go to that next level. So, so what we did at Rexius was is my full-time staff are awesome. They're all just badasses. They are just great people. And I just felt it was very unfair to them to constantly not be able to plan a, social life, a home life after 5 p.m. Because we never knew if somebody was going to show up to work. We didn't know if they were going to show up on the weekends and they can't plan anything. So we went from a staff of about 37 to a staff of about 13. What we did is we changed the store hours from 10 in the morning to 8 at night to 11 to 7. Managers worked bell to bell uh, four four days a week or so and a a half shift another day. We went from four or five part-timers from each location to two. And they would work the additional hours. We shortened the Saturdays down. So we actually cut about 60 hours a week between five locations off of the payroll. And in turn, what I've done is I've taken that savings and payroll and I've increased the bonuses and pay for all the full-time staff and the part-time staff who were staying consistent with me because I appreciate their consistency. And so, and sales have not dropped. Uh, average profit margins are actually up. Average tickets are up because now I've got my superstars it's nothing against the people that I didn't keep. And please don't take it that way. It was just I need to stay with the people who've been consistent with me the most and reward them with continuing uh, pay and continuing increased wages because I'm paying for their consistency and their loyalty to the business, right? And, and, so, and we had to restructure it. And I never thought in, in my last 12 years I'd ever get to a point where I literally couldn't find a 19- or 20-year-old kid willing to come work three or four days a week for three-hour shifts. But that's where we were. And unfortunately, it's just the way it was. And so I think is now my, my management staff knows that this is their schedule. They can plan their their oil changes, their haircuts, their tanning, their, their dates, their time with their kids, their time at home, their time for Nebraska. I got one of them who goes to every home Nebraska game. Yep. And he wants that time to go do so, you know. And he should have that, yep. you know. And so... The corporate us, you know, main people at corporate are their backup. And we had to go so far as to change the schedule at all the corporate locations because I just, it was exhausting. My wife who does all the scheduling having 37 people and we hired four new kids. I call them kids between 18 and 24. And within the first week, they all made themselves completely unavailable Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. I'm sorry, but when you're 1920, you're the Friday, Saturday, Sunday night person. That's what gets you experienced. That's what builds a resume. That's what gets, makes those connections. And guys, when you're working a part-time job, sometimes it's not always about the pay. It's about the connection you make. I can tell you about 20 former part-time employees, and Brad knows this firsthand, that have used me as a reference on their resume and I made them sound like the second coming of Christ on their on, on that phone call. I've heard and, it. And, and awesome. I am I My bullshit skills are legendary, okay? it was I was born with it and I honed it. I perfected it. I am the samurai of bullshit when it comes to making you sound really good on a resume. I've helped people get jobs in, in, all over the place. I helped a okay. guy get a job at Google.
1: I didn't even I, know people could walk on water literally until I heard him talk. It was yeah, crazy. And,
0: and, and I'm, I'm good. I'm good and I'm well respected in the business community. But if you work good for me and you were solid and and, and you learned and you listened and you represented the brand, well, at least I can do is help you further your career. Even when full-time people leave me, I mean, I give them the greatest, I mean, you know, even if it's for whatever reason, I'm like, I can't ever stop somebody from further their career and make me an asshole to do so. So, you know, um, and it's what they're going to do best for them and their family. And, and so, if, and this is the thing, and that's the part about making relationships at places you work. Like you never know what position somebody's going to be in to help you out the next time. It's the same way that a former employee of mine is now works at a bank. is the same bank that approved my last loan. Thank God I wasn't a dick, you know, that I was a hell of an employer. Why they might've told me no. So that's the way I look at it. You know, and it's, it's all about perspective. So, you know, we, we covered a lot there in a quick little amount of time, but like Brad is a prime example of somebody who took this time as an opportunity to stretch, Um, and and really find out where his talents lie and trust his capabilities and make an investment in his future. You know, this isn't a part-time job for Brad. This isn't a, I'm going to try this out. This is i I'm going to see what we can do and believe in the mission. And sometimes even when I'm a little bit, and y'all know me, I'm very much, I'm I'm a realist mixed with an optimist. I'm kind of right in the middle there where Brad's like, oh, well, we'll do 10 times that next year. Well, shit, yeah, his I'm goals always like, oh, no, oh, so low, and I'm like, no, 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 he just kick keeps, which is awesome <laughs> because it keeps me motivated, it keeps me dreaming, and that's the kind of team you want to build around yourself. So, you need to ask yourself, guys, like, are you the person that's just coasting by right now? Are you the person that's going to push your limits? Are you going to keep talking about that business plan, or are you going to actually do it? Are you them about taking that career change, or are you just going to regret it in 50 years? Simple fact is, jobs are jobs, guys. Like, right now in, in employment in this country, we There's a job. People are desperate for employees right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely desperate. I'm talking to business owners that can't fulfill crews even close to what they could five years ago. And so what's the chance? What's wrong with taking the leap? I'm telling you right now in a year from now, if you don't like whatever you're doing, if the new business doesn't work out that you're trying, whatever, you can get a job doing damn near anything you want. And so if you only play it safe, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, But if you have friends around you that want to take that leap, support them. Don't put your insecurities and shortcomings onto your kids or to your friends. Just support people. And that's the biggest thing. And if if your friend switched to a new job, if they started their own business, damn it, support them. Don't keep buying from Bezos. He's got enough houses. Anyways, thanks for tuning in to yeah. Now or Never podcast. Uh, we'll post this episode shortly uh, here in the next couple of days. And check out for the Brittany Rexius uh, takeover, of the Now or Never podcast. Apparently, she's going to get way more views than me and gets her bragging rights, which is bullshit. But, you know, then again, it's still be pretty cool. So thanks, guys. Yeah, check us awesome, out next time. Man. Take care. <sighs>
1: Favorite mental health. Like, check so, out. I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard. hard. It is. It's really hard. Because you're always thinking, like, I don't work. I don't make money. Yeah. Because when you're your own boss, like, it's true. So it's really just, it's a lot of trust.